I'm Steve Lascalzo, and this is The Way. Welcome to the January 2023 This is The Way podcast Star Wars news update. Andor is over. The Bad Batch is here. And The Mandalorian is weeks away. Now, if I had to name the biggest news item over the past couple weeks since December's update, it would have to be the Monday Night Playoff football game release of the Season 3 trailer for The Mandalorian. This is the way Podcast Headquarters is located in Tampa Bay Buccaneer territory, so we were already interested in the game, but the trailer made the watch that much more important. Yeah. It ends up pretty quickly on social media and internet and video sharing websites. So it's not like we had to watch the game, but you want to watch it live. You want to be part of that experience. Or at least I did. And that is four missed extra points tonight. My thoughts on the trailer have already been covered in a quick reaction podcast I put together. I I know the Bad Batch is out right now. And I know a lot of people are focused on that at the moment, but come on. Live action is... I, it's just better. I, I mean, that that is my opinion, and you don't have to share it. But this is the way I like my Star Wars. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I want to tell people about Star Wars. I want to make Star Wars cookies. I want to make, I want to make speeches about Star Wars. I want to make ice cubes in the shape of Star Wars characters. It's time to update you on Star Wars news since the last news update podcast. As I mentioned, The Bad Batch Season 2 is underway, and four episodes have now been released as of this podcast. The Solitary Clone Season 2's Episode 3 was the best, in my opinion, of the young season. And I think Faster Season 2 Episode 4 was the weakest. Now there have only been four episodes so far. And I do plan on doing a first-half recap for Season 2, even though... I'm watching each week as the episodes come out. It's the only new Star Wars I've got right now. That doesn't mean it's the most engaging for every fan. The Mandalorian may be weeks away, but Pedro Pascal is the actor of the moment right now as his new series based on the video game The Last of Us is now streaming and airing thanks to HBO. It is a well-received series so far, just one episode, I think, but it's got high 90s ratings on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and fans, but it's a series I won't be watching or supporting. You know, we all have to make a stand somewhere for our beliefs, and there are just too many issues for me to make it through that series or to give it my time. Now, we're not sticking our heads in the sand or campaigning against shows that we don't believe line up with our beliefs, but I'm just doing what I think I should. You don't support those with views, clicks, streams, or conversation. The show is going to last for nine episodes, though, so there's going to be at least a few weeks where we expect Pedro Pascal is going to be leading the cast of the two biggest shows on TV at the time. I think that's a reasonable assumption. Our people are scattered. 
I don't expect that to affect the Mandalorian in any way. After all, Latif Crowder and Brendan Wayne are the ones that we most often see in the suit. But maybe Din Djarin in Season 3 gives up the creed of the Children of the Watch and decides that it's not the way to always have to wear your helmet. And so maybe we will see Pedro Pascal more in Season 3. But if we don't, we're really just hearing his voice most of the time. Now, I know, I just mentioned, uh, but I want to mention again, our reaction to the new trailer is available already in podcast form. And I do want to admit, I, I may have called a Nikto a Clatoonian during that podcast. That's a lesson to me not to try and speak without taking notes. Now, if you caught that and you're disappointed in me, I sincerely apologize to all of the Nikto species who are listening right now. I'd like to say this is not going to ever happen again, but that would not be a safe bet, would it? I knew it. I knew you were lying. I knew it. Season 3 of The Mandalorian is going to run for eight episodes with what seems to be a finale date of April 19th. It's hard to believe, but it was 25 months ago that Season 2 wrapped up, and almost a year since we last saw the Mandalorian and Grogu in action, but that was with Episode 7 of The Book of Boba Fett. The trailer release was accompanied by a press release, it would seem, and that lists the episode directors, though not which episodes they have directed or chapter titles, and there's not eight names. Yeah, but So, uh, first of all, we're assuming that they're going to resume with Chapter 17 and that the Book of Boba Fett episodes were interludes, you know, Season 2.5. But he here are the directors, anyway. Returning to direct The Mandalorian are Rick Famuyiwa, who is showrunner for Ahsoka, Carl Weathers, you know, Mr. Grief Karga himself, and Bryce Dallas Howard. She was responsible for Season 1's Sanctuary, Season 2's The Heiress, which concerned Bo-Katan and her cadre. She also directed the fifth episode of The Book of Boba Fett, which focused on Din Djarin's exile from the Children of the Watch by the Armor, and then his return to Tatooine for a new ship. And oh, by the way, she also, Bryce Dallas Howard, voiced Yaddle in the Star Wars Tales of the Jedi episode The Sith Lord. I'm excited about those first three names, but less so about the next three. Nobody here gives their real name. First, Rachel Morrison. She's moving from cinematography to directing. Now, I'm going to reserve judgment on her skill and her involvement, but I am a little wary that she's not going to treat the story as important, and she's going to use this as a resume. It's possible that she loves Star Wars, and I don't know that much about her. So, like I said, going to reserve judgment, but I am a little worried. Lee Isaac Chung, less worried. He does have an Academy Award nomination, but not for Star Wars. The nomination came for a, a, a movie called Minari, which was an almost autobiographical story about his upbringing and experiences as a Korean immigrant. So maybe there is a parallel there. That he can apply, you know, the family story of the Mandalorian and maybe Chung's methods are going to fit well. And the other mentioned director is Peter Ramsey, one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, 
He does have a lot of experience as an illustrator, storyboard artist, directing, second unit directing in Hollywood. Ramsey is also reported to be a director in the Ahsoka series for Famuyiwa. And that's maybe the thing that gives me the most confidence, you know, moving from illustrating or, you know, animation kind of stuff into live action. But you're getting somebody like Famuyiwa to believe in you enough to direct here and in also in his series Ahsoka. So maybe he's got the goods, but those are three directors that are unproven. And that doesn't mean they're going to do a terrible job, but you know, I'm a little worried, less so about the ones I already know can do the job. Sometimes the student guides the master. Making Star Wars and the direct both report that Famuyiwa's Ahsoka series is not going to just feature a Lothwolf from Ezra Bridger's homeworld of Lothal, but that Ahsoka is going to be riding one. There's also a note about one of the giant wolves being named Doom as in Caleb Dune, the Padawan that became Kanan Jarrus. I don't know how much weight to give that story, but I do have three sources on it, with StarWarsNews.net as well, so I figured definitely worth a mention. Still no word on Ahsoka's premiere, but there's a big window of time where The Mandalorian's third season will air, so it could be announced during the show or shortly after. And by that time, Skeleton Crew should also finish principal photography, and maybe we'll get a better idea of when that show will come out, which is supposed to be this year as well. We stand here now, the chance to learn, to rebuild from our mistakes. This could be a great year for video games. This March, we're going to get the release of Jedi Fallen Order's sequel, Survivor. It's out March 17th for Xbox, PS5, and PC. It's going to feature more of what people liked about the first game while continuing the story of Cal and the collected crew of, I think, the Stinger Mantis. Later this year, there may be a very large title coming from Ubisoft that takes after the open-world game No Man's Sky. It's a rumor, but Insider Gaming and StarWarsNews.net both reportedly have contact with the game's developers. One of the concerning notes that I noticed was one about plans for monetization. You gotta, you gotta sell something in the game, I understand, but that might mean that the open world concept of No Man's Sky could come with some price tags attached to content that you might not ever see if you don't have deep pockets. And remember, when you're selling Star Wars, they put a high premium on that IP. And it's echoed in job postings, SWNN reports, which seems to be looking for monetization specialists, not game developers or creatives, monetization specialists. Brad from Mythic Quest would be proud. Are you familiar with DuckTales? Collectors. I saw this note on StarWarsNews.net and I just had to mention it. Over 300 actual vintage action figures from the mid-80s were found in pristine condition in a collector's closet in Chicago. Can you imagine? The find is being handled by Morphe Auctions, and the figures are all said to be in mint condition and stored in Kenner factory boxes. R2-D2. 
Chewbacca, Luke, and Princess Leia. They're the Star Wars early bird set of figures. I saw shots of the items that are going up for lots. Some of the plastic shell on some of the, the boxes were a little yellowed, but these are like, these are real, actual action figures from when I was a kid. The auction is going to be held on Wednesday, February 1st, 2023, but beware. Things like the Luke Skywalker with telescoping lightsaber is said to be worth a modest estimate of $20,000 in their boxed conditions. You know, I mean, of course, we're going to spend that, right? That's about what a new car is now, right? On a action figure. And the minute you take it out of the box, it ain't worth that much, right? Well, you know who doesn't have an action figure yet? Uh, hold on a second there, Lieutenant. Captain Carson Teva. Your voice is mighty familiar. The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett both featured the good Captain, and he is featured prominently in the new trailer for Season 3 of The Mandalorian. I'm just connecting some dots here. A couple of fans have tried tagging Hot Toys and Hasbro and Hasbro Pulse, and this is the way Podcast asked last year, and we're going to ask again. Please, Hasbro, give us the good Captain. For those of you who don't know... Paul Sunyoung Lee is one of, if not the most famous follower of our Twitter account, and we really do appreciate that, but we, it's because we love the character so much that we were tweeting about it. Now, it's been a couple of seasons, and they have action figures for, I think, for Cara Dune and for some, you know, they they had a lot of stuff come out early in the release of the show. Well, I think it's... I mean, I think they've even got Trapper Wolf action figure. You know, Dave Filoni. So if you can, go to Bitter Asian... Or at Bitter Asian Dude is his Twitter title. And go tweet Hasbro, Hasbro Pulse, Hot Toys. Make it happen. Because we need the captain. Just one more thing. And look, there he is. We traditionally do Disney parks at this point, And we're hearing good news about walkbacks for some of the park policies that Bob Chapek championed, which made it harder to plan and much more expensive to enjoy the parks. I don't put conspiracy past Disney. I think the walkbacks could have been planned no matter who was in charge. You know, take three steps backward and only one step forward. Make it seem like you're heading in the right direction. I don't think Disney is doing enough to reward the hardcore fans, but I'm not in charge of the business. It just seems like Disney once upon a time spent much more to give more, and now that they've become efficient at it, it seems like they're trying to bleed the stones, and the stones are the customers. Until they start lowering the prices or making it easier for families to go, I don't expect this is the way podcasts will be back at Galaxy's Edge anytime soon. I think we can let him off with the warning this time. It's early in the year, but if you think I've missed something, send email to thisisthewaypodcast at gmail.com. All of our links can be found in one place, l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash thisisthewaypod. That's our link tree. Our Twitter and Instagram links are there, at thisisthewaypod. Links to YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, that's how you can listen to us. Or, you know, just keep following us and 
Maybe there'll be new ways to interact with our uh, little podcast here. This is the way podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this January 2023 news update. Next will most likely be our Star Wars Podcast Day 2023 episode on February 7th. After that's most likely going to be the first half recap of The Bad Batch Season 2, another update for February, and then coverage of The Mandalorian Season 3, of course. But that Star Wars Podcast Day, that's something we've been participating in since the inception. I think uh, it was Daniel of Star Wars Now This who got you know some podcasters to all post on the same day and start using the hashtag. It's the anniversary of Jedi Talk, the first Star Wars podcast, which premiered uh, on Apple Podcasts in 1999 on February 7th. I did not subscribe or listen to that one. I didn't even know about it. But follow the hashtags, hashtag Star Wars Podcast Day or hashtag SWPD2023. And then listen to one of the many podcasts that are going to pay homage with an episode dropping that week of the 7th. Now, I might have a special episode or I might just stick to regular coverage. It might be very brief. But I'll tell you what, I, I am going to stick to my guns and group Bad Batch episodes together because as much as I might like the show for what it is, it does not match the demand in my heart like the one for The Mandalorian. That's not a slight. It's just the way I feel. One other note, I'm still entertaining offers to join me during my Mandalorian coverage, You know, either as a full-time or a guest host. There's a high bar that I'm going to set, but if you're interested, reach out. I'll let you know what I need to feel comfortable about adding you to the podcast for good or just temporarily. There is zero pay for that, though. <laughs> it's strictly volunteer. Okay, that's all for today's episode. I'm your host, Steve Lascazo, and this is The Way. May the Force be with you, always. Always.